Welcome to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers, the podcast for leaders in ops management who want to spark improvement, foster engagement, and boost problem solving, and still get their day job done. Here's your host, leadership trainer, lean enthusiast, and spy thriller junkie, Jamie V. Parker. Hey, Ops Managers, I am back and we're talking about leader standard work. Now, we've had a few episodes about this topic. So if you remember, we started it back in episode 29, where we talked with Mike Robleski. And if you haven't listened to that yet, be sure to do it because it's going to give you the framing that you need to really think about the stuff we're going to talk about today. Then in episode 30, I shared leader standard work gone wrong. And it was my first attempt at leader standard work where I made this big whole program and launched it and I fell on my face like it just flopped. Now, it's not just a story that's interesting to hear, but when you combine that with Mike's conversation in episode 29, and you take that framing that he gives you, and then you apply that as you listen to my mistakes, you're going to get that double dose of learning. You're really going to be able to hear maybe some mistakes that you've made or mistakes you can now avoid. Now we're in a two-episode series, and in episode 36 is where we started this two-part series, and I talked about Kamishi Bai or card systems, and then Kara Cazetto shared the tool that she made. She laminated it. She carried it around her clipboard, and there were some really great successes and lessons from Kara's example. So this is really where we started to shift this conversation to tools, to the how-to, to the technical stuff. So be sure to go back and listen to episode 36, as well as this episode, because today we're going to continue our conversation on tools, and you'll hear two more examples from the real world, as Robert Olinger and Steve Kane share the challenges that they were facing individually in the leader standard work tool that each of them used to meet that challenge. And are you a visual learner? Well, remember that you can see examples of what we're talking about at our show notes. Just go to processplusresults.com forward slash podcast, and this is episode 37. First, we'll hear from Robert Olinger. Prior to his current work with Creative Solutions Group and as a university instructor, Robert served 20 years in the government sector, where he integrated processes, talent, and information flow to improve organizational performance. Now, when Robert integrated leader standard work into his work, his challenge was that he wasn't getting the most important activities done on a consistent basis, right? We've all been there, right? Where there's just so much to do. And sometimes we realize that we're doing those things that aren't as important. We're doing some busy work. We're doing some administrative work. So let's listen to Robert because he's going to share how he brought leader standard work, how he first started with it to help him overcome this challenge. All right, let's dive in. Robert, thank you so much for joining the show to talk about how you use leader standard work. Thanks, Jamie. I really appreciate the opportunity. All right. So here's the question. We know that there are lots of different ways that someone can practice leader standard work. So what is the tool or technique or method that you use? 
Really, the major method that I use is making my standard work checklist visual. So for me, it was a matter of creating my checklist and breaking it into the frequency. There's certain things that I knew I needed to do daily. There's things I've identified weekly, monthly, and so on. And so creating that checklist and sorting those items based on that frequency and then printing that off, I stick it onto a whiteboard, tape it up there, and use my whiteboard markers to check things off every day, every week, every month. But having that visual in front of my desk every day was that continuous reminder, especially when I first started lean standard or leader standard work, really building that habit. I needed that daily reminder to go do those things. And that's what helped me really build the habit. Okay. So you've, you've got it. You've got the tasks. You've got them sorted by frequency. You're physically printing it out, putting it on your whiteboard, and then using, you know, physically you know, checking it off or making notes or whatever you might do to interact with it. Yep, exactly. All right. So what, so, and you talked a little bit about this, like what makes this a good technique for you? Really for me in the beginning, when I first started and I had first heard of the idea of leader standard work, I recognized and heard from a lot of people that you need to build the habit, right? It's not just about the checklist. It's about the habit of activities that you need to go do in order to help support your team. And so the best way I could figure out to help myself build the habit was to make it visual and and really put it right in front of my own face every single day. Yeah. So that's a really good point for everyone listening. If you think back to Mike Robleski's conversation about this is that he's right. So Robert had a problem (laughs) where there were things that he wanted to do that he didn't have the habit for. They weren't part of his regular routine and leader standard work is how he helped to to solve that problem so that he could then better serve the team. Right. So making that connection for folks that are listening in. And if someone is saying, okay, I'm hearing this, this makes sense. This is a method I want to try any, um, you know, tick tip or caveat or pointer that you want to give for that. I would say one of the first things to start with is to look at your processes or look at the processes that your team does on a regular basis. Now, if you have process maps, great start there. Otherwise just walk the processes and really identify those key points where your involvement is really important. Right. I look at them either as transition points or tough points, Mm -hmm. transition points being either information or product is flowing maybe from one division to another or even just one workstation to another. Those transition points are really important. And Mm -hmm. the other one that I would recommend you look at are what I call tough points Um, in a production environment. For example, if a truck shows up at the dock and it needs to be unloaded, that's a great time for a leader just to be present be a pair of hands, Mm -hmm. help do the unloading. Or in a marketing example, you may be sitting there late at night with a marketing team working on a proposal or a project and Mm -hmm. you bring in the pizza and the beverage and and you work with people. So I'll kind of wrap that back up by saying, look at your processes and really identify those key points where your involvement is important. And that's what should be included in your leader standard work and on that checklist. Ah, such a good point that I think sometimes we think it's just about like, hey, how can I get more stuff done? But really prioritizing is what you're talking about and saying, what is the important stuff? Yes, absolutely. We can't be everywhere at once, but we can be in the important, important places at the important times to really help people out. Fantastic. Fantastic. 
All right. Last question. So I want you to share a lesson learned. It could be a lesson you learned about leader standard work, or maybe a lesson learned through the practice of leader standard work. What's that nugget that you can share with our listeners who are exploring this topic? I would say that the the lesson I learned early on when I first started doing Gimba walks, right? I made that part of my leader standard work. But when I first started doing them, it was all about standards. I was always going to do inspections in my gimbal walks. And what I soon realized is that there's other reasons to do gimbal walks. Uh, I, <laughs> I had teammates that reminded me that, hey, if you just come to the work site and have mm-hmm. your eyes open and your ears open, you're going to learn a lot. And you may identify yeah. things that we didn't identify, but you can learn quite a bit from that. And then I also learned simply doing a gimbal walk just to be present, kind of like that, the tough right. points that I mentioned before. Um, but gimbal walks are, are great for leader standard work. It's just recognizing the reason that you're going to do those gimbal walks. And uh, it's not always about standards. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I could see a trap with leader standard work could be like, oh, it's on my leader standard work. So I'm doing it because it's on the checklist. I'm ready yes. to check it off yeah. and, and really kind of come back and say, okay, but why? Yes. Why is it here? What's my purpose? How do I really help the team, support the team, create value through the process? Yes, Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Now we're going to put links to, um, you know, your LinkedIn profile and website and all that stuff for the folks that uh, want to connect with you. But just as for those that are listening and and maybe uh, learned by hearing, uh, what's the best way for someone to connect with you? I would say definitely look me up on LinkedIn. You know, I uh, it's Robert G. Olinger. I throw a middle niche in there because there's a lot of Robert Olingers. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. Yep. And then, uh, you know, the website that'll be posted, uh, email also is great. It's just simply Robert at creative solutions, gp.com. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you for hopping on, sharing your experience. I'm really excited just to be able to get some real, real people doing real work out for our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. For our last guest in this two-episode series, we'll hear from Steve Kane, who serves as the Director of Coaching and Certification at Gimba Academy. Now, I really wanted you to hear from Steve because he had a different challenge and he has a different work experience, right? His situation, his circumstances of his work are different than what we heard about in the first three examples. For Steve, all of his work is remote, And a large majority of his week is spent in sessions with other people. So it could be coaching sessions with clients. Usually that's what it is. Sometimes he also has internal meetings. But he still has high-level growth responsibilities and project work too. So in this case, Steve's challenge is how to balance all of these responsibilities while still being accessible and giving effective time and coaching to clients. So really, how could he take this chaotic environment and make it work? Let's hear from Steve. All right, Steve, thank you. So glad you are here on the show to talk about leader standard work. Welcome. Well, thanks very much, Jamie. It's great to be here. All right. So we know that, you know, there are a lot of different techniques and tools and methods and systems that you can use in your own leader standard work practice. And I wanted just to chat with you and ask you, what do you do? 
You know, I do some really basic things. And actually, what I do is not my preferred method. It's just what works best. Mm. I'd rather do something different. So uh, so maybe first I can kind of explain. I work in a completely virtual environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at least a thousand miles away from my nearest colleague. So uh, that really forces me to do everything digitally so I can mm-hmm. create visibility for the rest of the team. So uh, uh, Gemba Academy uses uh, Google Enterprise. So everything is on the calendar. Every single thing that I'm responsible for mm-hmm. is scheduled. Um, even to the extent of like uh, minor tasks, I'll put in, in uh, I'll put those in quite often as reminders because in Google, reminders will float from one day to the next if they're not completed. Okay. So, so I can have a big list of tasks and, and not feel uh, obligated to get to anything in any moment. And if I don't get to it today, it's going to automatically advance. Um, so uh, I have so many scheduled appointments during the day. Of course, that's going to drive me to the calendar. So that mm-hmm. becomes like my operating platform. So that that's, uh, that, that's uh, yeah, the way I exist. And, and I, <laughs> I frequently uh, tell my colleagues, you know, please look at the calendar. And I guarantee you it is 100% up to date. So feel free to use any any uh, free time there. Um, so that's that's what works best for me. What I prefer to do is handwrite yeah. everything like in a, in a journal. Um, because that act of writing helps uh, not only memory, but it helps me think through. Yeah. Like I have these five tasks. And if I have to rewrite it from yesterday's page to today's, I really think through those tasks. Mm-hmm. Because for, for me... Leader standard work is about being deliberate with your decisions, being deliberate mm-hmm. with your time, and where do I want to devote my time? And uh, so, so being very disciplined with that is what helps me be deliberate. And and the handwriting process really uh, helps. So uh, the digital is great for uh, it, or is preferred by so many other people. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's a second choice, but it's highly, highly effective for me. Yeah, you know, that's so interesting is that this idea that it that what works is really what we have to do, right? And that I mean it may be my preference might be sticky notes, but if sticky notes aren't gonna work in my environment, that may not be the best way to do it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So when you talk about your cat, like everything is in your calendar, um, I think this is, I want to really call this out because I I think this is a different approach than what many people, especially our listeners use their calendar. And it's, I mean, for me, my appointments are in my calendar, (laughs) right? So I know when I have meetings, um, but, and then all the rest of it is just white space, right? And then, you know, it's like something different is where I figure out how am I spending that white space time? And it sounds like what you're talking about is different than that. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I have just the nature of, of my responsibilities. I have uh, very little white space uh, mm-hmm. available. So I'm managing 15 scheduled appointments a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to be very careful about how do I weave in other things. So yeah. project work, for example. Um, and uh, and as projects you know, grow or, or move, that's where being very deliberate about it is you know, comes in. So I have to uh, take uh, you know, a chunk of white space and this project goes in there nothing, nothing yes. like that project. Yeah. And, and one thing that's <laughs> great about the digital approach is right. Uh, everything's flexible. I can drag those appointments. I can move them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because inevitably it happens to all of us and almost every day, something's going to disrupt your plan. Yeah. 
And having a solid plan is what allows you to adjust quickly. Mm-hmm. It's when we don't have really good plans that you know, uh, that one little disruption can really throw us off track. Where I can just look at it and say, well, I don't have those 45 minutes. We're going to move that into next Wednesday. And- <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're like um, talking to, to me right now. Like, I feel like I'm the one that needs this. Yeah, is that your life? <laughs> this, like, yeah. Well, just because I like I actually struggle with the, on the discipline side of it because I do have white space. I also have a lot of thinking work and um, creative work and, you know, building new content and figuring out problems. Like, how am I going to address this? You know, what's the right sequence of development tasks for a a leader I'm working with, right? So there is a lot of this thinking work that needs the white space. I have the white Mm -hmm. space, but gosh darn it, when that white space happens, the last thing I want to do is that, right? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. And I think the way I, I look at white space is that's unprotected space. Yes. It's unprotected time. And I need to protect my time because one of my uh, uh, personal uh, rules is that I do not work evenings and I do not work early mornings and I do not work we- uh, weekends. Mm-hmm. So I have to make it work uh, yeah. you know, during the, the regular eight to five. Um, and I, the reason for that, I'm not trying to be like difficult or anything like that, but if I don't respect my boundaries, nobody else will. Mm-hmm. So I have to be very good at protecting those boundaries and being highly effective in the, the regular eight to five day, uh, so that there's no need to get pulled into after hours type work. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're definitely and, preaching with, for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But leader standard work methods, uh, are what allow me to be effective with that. Yeah. It, it, and, and again, it's it choose choose what to do during the day. And, and that doesn't mean that I don't ever take time off or uh-huh. have my thinking time or relax, but I do protect it. I just, I so put it's it on in your calendar now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And like, uh, uh, like today, this is Friday afternoon. Uh, well, it, uh, so I have some white space immediately following this interview. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be now protected um, because I have some things that I want to get done. Uh, and one of the reasons that this is so important to me, that's being very deliberate with time, is my calendar is available to all of my clients. And I have uh, uh, today uh, 101 uh, coaching clients. So wow. they, all, they can all just pop in when they need. So, and I encourage them just put, if you see anything that's available, book it. Yeah. And so I use a, a scheduling service for that. So that's where. Sometimes I have to protect yeah. my, my so time to think. You have to schedule the the these priorities, you know. So yeah, of course your coaching yeah. clients, of course, are priorities, right? But then these yeah, other yeah. work that you have to do, you have to make sure that it gets scheduled or else you're yes. gonna get to the end of the week and you just it they're just it didn't happen, right? Right, right. So yeah, so the whole leader standard work approach is uh, now, I'm not going to claim to know like the origins and true philosophy behind it and all, and all of that. What it is to me is being as effective as I can for the people that I serve mm-hmm. in the time that's available. And I have to uh, choose when I'm going to have conversations, when I'm going to do individual contributor work, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm going to stop and just think or stop and read. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like mm-hmm. taking taking 20 minutes to read unlocks my brain and it allows me to be more creative and, and kind of get through uh, a lot of task work. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so but that has to be uh, intentional mm-hmm. for me. 
So, you know, I've got to tell you, as I'm listening to you talk about like kind of what your work entails and like, you know, how you serve your clients and all of this, right. For all of our listeners out there who are like, gosh, you know, I'm so busy. Um, I've got, you know, my my whole team, they're constantly coming with questions and then I've got to do this, right? I mean, I know everybody feels that way, but think about how like you've got over a hundred clients that have access to your calendar to schedule stuff and you use a system like leader standard work to enable, right? The structure of leader standard work basically takes some of that chaos away and right. right. And so for our listeners out there who are like, yeah, maybe you're working on a plant four, or maybe you're a COO in a plant and you've got, you know, multiple divisions, but so yes, the structure is where you're going to be able to make better decisions and choose how you're going to prioritize what you do so that you can solve these problems. Yes. Yes. Uh, The, uh, uh, I'm a, uh, part of my personality type. I'm a people pleaser and I try to accommodate everybody and I hate letting people down. It just kills me. Um, and I don't like to say no. Mm-hmm. However, following a solid leader standard work method, whatever works for you. One of the benefits that I've gotten out of this is, you know, on, on a, a calendar, you know, on a digital calendar, your, your time takes space. So it's a really good visual that mm-hmm. you can see this fits that doesn't. Am I going to do this? And it really drives the yes, no decision-making. It just makes it so simple. Am I, is this a priority? Does it need to be done right now? Mm. Nope. Okay. It doesn't fit. So yes. it, it's, it's either uh, moving on to someplace where it will fit, or I'm just deciding that's just not going to happen. I just need to be honest with myself. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And so it sounds like it, this is making the decision-making process easier. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. It's like a puzzle game. If the piece doesn't fit, right, something's coming up. And it, it maybe this is more important. Something else has to go. Right. But it's, 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 it's causing me to, to uh, uh, make better choices about how I can serve my clients. Yeah. And so the yeah. difference is that since it's all in one place, right, so it's all in one place, <laughs> It's all right there, visual. It's all right to your point. It's got, you know, it's taking up time. Um, you plus you have the uh, reminders that are carrying over for the things that that maybe aren't, you know, necessarily day specific. Um, mm-hmm. That's it. That's what's really enabling the better decision making versus the it's all in my head. I know I want to do some things. Um, I've got right. my meetings on my calendar and then I just, you know, you're playing the Jamie game. Right. And I'm just like figuring out what to do with my white space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and um, one of the things I really liked about this is, uh, and I don't remember what I read about your ability to make decisions. Right, we're all yes. capable of making a certain number of good decisions in a day. Right, before we just get fatigued and need rest. I don't know what that number is, but I, I don't think it's that great of a number for me. <laughs> uh, but leader standard work takes a lot of that noise out of my daily life. Kind of like uh, the stories I've heard of of Einstein and, and I think Zuckerberg is one and others. They wear the same the same thing every day yeah, yeah. because they don't want to waste a good decision on selecting clothes. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to waste good decisions on what am I going to do today. Mm-hmm. You know that that shouldn't be a last minute kind of kind of decision, right? With leader standard work, things are, are really well standardized. Right. I have a certain number of a certain amount of time to take on some tasks. So that becomes very, very simple. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, 
because you know an overburdened mind uh, uh, loses all creativity, right? We're not mm-hmm. capable of the creative process when we're feeling overburdened or stressed. And uh, Leader Stand to Work helps me kind of uh, put places in my day to free up my mind, to just relax, just for enough that I can again get back into better decision making, more creativity, and better service yeah. uh, to people. So that's really important. And I learned that um, uh, for the listeners who, who aren't familiar with Gemba Academy, uh, uh, we, we were founded by uh, by three people back in 2009. One of them is Kevin Meyer. And mm-hmm. Kevin was my boss in my last job when I was in medical device manufacturing. And when I was on his leadership team there, he actually told us he expected us to have 30 minutes a day to do nothing. And and he, he said, mm-hmm. I literally expect you to put your feet on your desk. And you need to unwind your mind sometime middle of the day, afternoon, so that yes. you can re-engage with creativity and, and ultimately be more effective, right? And because if you're overburdened, what are your personal interactions like with right. the people that you serve, right? Because yeah. people can see right through you. Oh, Steve <laughs> yes. just wants me off the phone. He just <laughs> wants me to go away, right? You can feel it. Can, but, but if you have time in your day where where if you build that into your standard work, your process, and, and you can you re, basically reignite your creativity. And people will feel that as well. Yeah, fantastic. I I, I feel like um, there's just so much here that we you know we talked about what some of those tips are and um, you know why does this work and how is it going to be effective and you know even this lesson learned of needing some of that space to unwind right in order mm-hmm, to enable right. creativity to happen. Yeah. 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 So leader standard work isn't, uh, you know, isn't always about, you know, ticking off tasks and, and meet, getting to your meetings and, and doing all of those things. Sometimes it's about protecting yourself so you can better serve, right? It's the, uh, the uh, flight safety briefing, right? Put your oxygen mask yes. on first before helping others. And yes. leader standard work helps me do that. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Steve, thank you so much for sharing this today. You're welcome, Jimmy. I I really appreciate it. It's great to have you on the show. Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. Both of these were different challenges, just like in episode 36. Now, in Robert's case, you know, he was really struggling to get the most important things done consistently. And that's when he decided to start with leader standard work. And he even talked about how he really iterated that process to move beyond a compliance checklist to make sure he was getting stuff done, but also to make sure he was showing up for the right purpose. So when he did a gimbal walk, was it for presence and relationship building? Or was it for performance learning? Or did it have a process improvement focus? And he updated his leader standard work to help him know the purpose of each activity and help him stay aligned with how he wanted to show up. And you also heard Steve say that his digital calendar method isn't his preferred method, but it's the best fit for his current circumstances. He talked about how he protects his time while still being accessible and having the bulk of his time scheduled by more than 100 clients. It sounds chaotic, but leader standard work is how he addresses the challenge and makes it work for him. Now, over this two-episode series, episodes 36 and 37, I talked about when a card system may be a good fit. 
And our three guests shared different challenges they were facing and different ways that they used leader standard work and made it work for them, for their needs to help them overcome these challenges. Remember that there isn't one right way to do this. The key is to find what works for you. You know, back in episode 29, Mike Robleski suggested that there were three elements your leader standard work tool or system should include. That's number one, planning, number two, tracking, and number three, reflecting. And remember that it's iterative. Just like I shared about daily meetings in episode 15, where you start is not where you stay. All right, what is your next step? (laughs) Well, last episode, you started building your list of factors that you want to consider when deciding what type of tool you want to use. After hearing two more examples, I want you to revisit that list. Has anything changed in your thought process? Anything new you want to add? Then I want you to decide whether you're starting leader standard work, changing the tool, or improving your leader standard work tool, what do you want to move forward with? And what makes that tool, that system, a good fit for your circumstances? And remember, you can see examples of the tools discussed today at our show notes. That's processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 37. If your leaders need help overcoming challenges, and they may be helped through leader standard work or building better communication skills or developing their own beliefs and behaviors, then let's talk about how I might be able to help. Just click on the schedule a call button at my website, processplusresults.com. Until next time.